This episode of Ask the Pokedexpert is brought to you by Raid Marshadow Legends. This exciting game experience represents the pinnacle of mobile gaming. A fully featured role-playing game where you can play as one of a hundred different Marshadow as they make their way through an epic adventure. The best part? It's absolutely free. You can download Raid Marshadow Legends and use the code CELIOS to unlock a free starter pack in-game. You don't have to take my word for it. Raid Marshadow Legends has thousands of reviews on the App Store. And a near-perfect score. If you removed reviews from bots, we assume it would still be fine. Come and see for yourself. Download Raid Marshadow Legends today and come be a part of this medium-redefining, one-of-a-kind adventure. Raid Marshadow Legends is a proud supporter of the Celios Business Podcast Network. Ask the Poka Dexpert. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ask the Pokedexpert. This is the show, of course, where we pick the brain of our guest experts about uh, the sociology, the biology, and the social biology of Pokemon uh, here today. And, and of course, with me, as always, I have my, uh, my close companion on this journey uh, that we are going through each and every week. It is, of course... The Pokedex expert himself, Mike Ellison. Thank you for being here, Mike. Hey, Anthony. You know, I am always going to be here. Uh, that's what I love about being a co-host on this show with you. You know, it's something that we are building together uh, to really, you know, expand both of our experiences, I think, is just so so fun and so important uh as we work together on this to create something really special uh thank you so much to all the listeners as well who tune in uh week after week to hear anthony and i talk about pokemon uh it it really means a lot to me uh to know that i have such we have such dedicated fans out there and of course, uh, those of you who are familiar with the stream that we are doing here live Tuesday nights at uh, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv uh, slash SRSBIZ underscore network. Uh, those of you who are familiar know that we've been having some guests join us from time to time. Uh, of course, I'm so excited hear who our guest is this week anthony uh yeah well so as you may know now is uh a daylight savings uh recently happened and uh i was a little bit confused about you know with time changing i gave uh some bad instructions and, and so ultimately uh I'm sad to say we have no guest available today. Uh, the, just uh, the lined up of, of time. You know, I think maybe their time zone and our time zone were different. And, uh, uh, you know, I told them a time before the time changed. And then when time changed, it was all out the window. So uh, I, I just I, I don't think it quite worked out the way we were expecting it to. You didn't just tell them 930 Central. I mean, 930 Eastern, 830 Central. Well, no, 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 because this was before we, we tried to book them before the time change. 
right. right. So it just, it, it didn't work out. I, I don't, I don't have all the details in front of me, but it, it just did not work exactly right. So uh, no guests today, but that's okay because, uh, uh, Mike and I have done this show many times together and, and you know, this is just, we're hearkening back Mike to an earlier time to the old days. And so that's what, uh, that's what we're doing here today. It was a, a part of the plan. I do uh, need to throw a couple of things uh, out there uh, for some apologies from last week, um, some errors in judgment that I need to make sure are clear. First of all, uh, I I want to apologize for not checking my email. Uh, That's on me and something I'm going to work on a lot harder going forward. Um, So if you've sent me an email in the last couple of years, I'm sorry I didn't get it, uh, but I will be trying to check that. more frequently going forward. Uh, I did call myself the Pokedexpert last week. Obviously, that's not me. Uh, that's Mike, of course, is the Pokedexpert. I'm very, I I didn't mean to do that. I don't know where that came from. Um, I did play my own ad last week. Apparently, that's not what the network meant. Uh, that uh, they wanted us to have the ad and they wanted us to play an ad for a show on the network or, or part of the network. Uh, and, uh, I, I thought that because we were part of the network and we had an ad, we could play an ad in the network ad slot. Not okay. Apparently I apologize for that. Uh, I won't do it again. I also did not mention twitch.tv slash SRS BIZ underscore network twice, uh, which I think we have probably satisfied that requirement today, but I will do it a third time just in case. So, um, uh, that is some apologies I have. Real quick off the top, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're getting there. Are you, are you maybe missing one, bud? I noticed, uh, as someone who does uh, habitually check the email, uh, I did notice that we got a lot less questions uh, this week for our Pokemon, uh, which, you know, it, it was a surprise to me as a, you know, as a as a decent sized podcast now, uh, you know, now that we've joined Celios Business Network, uh, I I have been getting used to the volume of questions that we normally get, and it seems like maybe our listeners weren't quite prepared to submit questions to us because, um, and maybe I'm wrong here, uh, but it does seem like last week. At the end of the episode, normally where uh, where the uh, stay tuned next week because next week we're talking about and then you insert the name of the Pokemon uh, didn't happen again. Yeah. uh, Yep. You're right. Uh, So I will add amend my list uh, to say that I am terribly sorry for not mentioning that this week's Pokemon, which is, of course, uh, Gothita. Uh, Gothita is in the Pokedex as a one foot four psychic dark Pokemon, uh, that weighs on average, uh, 12.8 pounds. And I will say that we had a few questions, uh, about the fixation Pokemon, and, uh, we will also be taking them live in the chat. So in a lot of ways, I just, uh, have connected so well with our live audience, uh, that I feel, uh, you know, the, the questions that we get are important. And I want everyone to be able to ask questions uh, to us between uh, recording sessions about our next uh, Pokemon. And so you are absolutely right. I should have uh, uh, mentioned that. Uh, But I'm just so excited that we have this live 
uh, audience here to ask us these questions. So please, live chat, make sure you are reaching out to us with anything you want to know about Gothita. Uh, Mike, are you ready to start answering some questions about this Pokemon? I can't wait to get into it, Anthony. You know, uh, being a Pokedex expert, uh, it's really important to me to uh, be able to share my knowledge, you know? Uh, and so when I heard earlier, uh, 20 minutes ago or so, uh, that we were talking about Gothita this week, I was very excited. Uh, Gothita's my favorite Pokemon. Oh, well... <clears throat> that is a good coincidence. You know, so the, here's the best part. We didn't even need a guest today because uh, we're dealing with uh, a subject matter on which you are an expert. And that's really great. Uh, you know, speaking of you being an expert, I just want to I want to point out real quick that uh, I haven't. I haven't seen a new book from you in a little bit. Is everything. Yeah, you uh, know, everything's all right. Uh, you know, it's just balancing the needs of the, uh, you know, of the network along with, uh, you know, the, the Patreon's doing so well lately. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you got a chance to check out uh, November's um, newsletter yet. I, um, I'm, I'm not a, a patron, uh, so I don't get access to the newsletter. But if I were a patron, I imagine the newsletter would be uh, really great to have, I, you know, I, I thought it's a big one. Uh, it's a big oh. one this week. I, I actually went out and I, uh, I got to talk to another expert in the field and I did a Q and a, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the people at the network, they loved it. They thought it was so good. Uh, they highly, highly praised me for it. Uh, that that's actually, I know you sent out the the email for this, uh, like the invite. And I was a little bit late joining you before going live here. Uh, that's where I was. I, you know, I ran over, uh, I know it's, you know, uh, they were just so excited. Uh, you, so it was really, you get an email for this. When I invite you, you get an email. Yeah. Yeah. When you schedule the, how does it know? That's not important. We'll figure that out later. Um, so, uh, let's look real quick at, at some of the questions we have, uh, for Gothita, uh, and get started rolling with this. Um, I think it should be good. So, uh, I have a question here. Uh, why? It's a great question. It is. Great it is a great question. question. Yeah. You know, there's so many answers to a question like why, you know, uh, I think one of the, one of the biggest answers that i have why not i and that is so poignant uh so profound right to to be able to, to look back at that especially with gothita you know like people ask why a lot and i think when you look at a pokemon like gothita uh even you know gotharita I think that the real question is, why not? Why wouldn't a Pokemon exist with bow-like appendages all over its body? Why not? Right, and, and I think this is, I mean, this harkens back to some classic questions that we have had on Ask the Pokedexpert hmm. about these Pokemon that we, as humans do a lot to uh 
push, a personification upon them that that shouldn't be, right? That doesn't exist. Yeah. And thank goodness that Gothita is not one of those Pokemon. Right. I mean, in some, you know, like... It just, it's really... I feel relieved anytime there's a bipedal Pokemon uh, with a cute face, you know, I get nervous that there's going to be an uncomfortable subculture around them. And I'm just right. so glad that Gothita isn't one of those Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is truly, I think a blessing in that regard. I, I was speaking more to the biology of the Pokemon where uh, like, it looks like it's wearing bows, but as I'm sure we will no doubt get into uh, just because it looks like it's wearing bows doesn't mean we can just assume that it's a small child wearing bows, right? There, no. there are, uh, there's a lot more intricacy to play at these Pokemon that uh, sometimes it appears one way that we uh, shape it a certain way, but in reality, it's something completely different. Certainly. And, you know, last week, for example, nobody brought up the fact that Pidgeotto and our guest Mr. Nathaniel Lopez have the same haircut. You know, nobody confused the feathers on Pidgeotto's head with hair. So yeah. why would they do that to a Pokemon like Gothita, you know? Right. We, our chat was not full of people blaming Pidgeotto for stealing Nate Lopez's haircut. I mean that Or vice versa. You know, there was no right. there was no right. calls for appropriation there. Like Right. Right. Great point. Great point, Mike. Uh, you know, that is that is just one more axis on this to look at. And, and I'm sure that we will have some questions about that that we need to, that we will undoubtedly have to get into here. Uh, I have one here that says, uh, well, what came first? The fashion style of, uh, you know, the gothic fashion style or the Pokemon? Is is the fashion style fashioned after Gothita or is Gothita uh, one of these representations of uh, this fashion style? That's a great question. Uh, so I think it, I think it's important that we do a couple of things here, right? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a fashion expert, uh, but I do know, you know, Gothita remains have been found dating back centuries. You know, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I'm talking, you know, like early hominids in Gothita coexisted before clothes even. So I certainly think, uh, to answer the, the first question, Gothita came first. Mm, mm -hmm, mm. Now, you know, I don't know anything about fashion again, but I would be shocked if Gothita weren't a an influence on some designers, you know? And certainly there have been other very striking uh, cultural touchstones where fashion has been shaped by uh, Pokemon all on the red carpet. Uh, you'll see uh, people walk in in fully red suits with scales and a small crest on their head. And you you know that that is a, uh, a Magikarp-inspired outfit that they are, uh, you know walking down the the limelight with right so uh, there are yeah. plenty of of times that these uh influences make their way into fashion and culture from pokemon oh certainly you know um 
are you telling are you trying to tell me seriously uh doubters that the ev rough wasn't the inspiration for almost all elizabethan fashion hmm. of course not that would be ridiculous everyone knows how tightly entwined the ev and the royalty were and so of course you know people would want to be you know able to represent that pokemon the best they can i have another question here that says um uh what oh here we go perfect we're getting right into to what i was looking for here uh what even are the bows on the gothita great question uh so as you know uh the gothita is a is a psychic pokemon mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm research has has determined that actually the the head bows are a like they're an extension of the gothita's cranial cavity uh in inside of that is a larger than normal uh physical brain and so it expands out there uh holding in that psychic that psychic energy that's fascinating because often you would think uh, you know, just by our nature, we see a bipedal Pokemon with a roundish head that you would imagine the brain to be somewhat shaped the same as the brain of a human, right? But no, you're talking about fundamentally a different structure and shape to the brain altogether. Uh, what a fascinating uh, way to see this unfold. Uh, I do have to ask, though, what about the one on its neck? So, as you know, uh, the neck has historically been a very, uh, we can say, vulnerable part of Pokemon anatomy. Uh, and just like the bows on Gothita's head, the bow on Gothita's neck is also encased in bone. And it's just a protective little uh, piece there that ends up shielding the Gothita while it's young and vulnerable. Hmm. <laughs> that makes perfect uh, sense. A lot of people will notice that it stays there on the Gotharita, which is important. You know, um, again, that protection, uh, so important as, as a Pokemon is maturing. Uh, now, once, once the Pokemon reaches its final form, Gothitelle, of course, uh, you see that bow shift down a little to protect its heart. Uh, behind the heart, or behind that bow on the heart, actually is a, it's an open space to allow that heart the room needed. Interesting. Uh, to, to expand out into that cavity. Right, exactly. Uh, that's a fascinating, uh, uh, you know, being able to observe a Gothita skeleton must have fundamentally changed the way that these early researchers were seeing how this Pokemon behaved. Certainly, certainly. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that they were surprised about, actually, is that Gothita had a heart at all. You know, um, they just assumed that maybe maybe the blood just kind of circulated in a different way from normal, but no, it, it's true. As small as it may be hmm. during its got Gothita and Gotharita stages, uh, by the time 
by the time it evolves into gothic tell and sometimes a little bit too late uh that heart is very obvious and much larger than it had been interesting uh i got another question here we'll we'll move on um it says hello pokedexpert when I was a young boy, my father brought me into the city to see a Gothita. Uh, okay. He said, son, when you grow up, would you be the savior of the Gothita, the Gotharita, the Gothitel? Uh He said, will you defeat them? Uh, Pokedexpert, will I defeat them, my demons and all the non-believers? Great question. A great question. Absolutely wonderful question. Fantastic question. Uh, sometimes I get the feeling Gothita's watching over me. Other times I feel like I should go and through it all, you know, the rise and fall, the bodies in the streets. And when Gothita's gone, I want the person who asked that question to know they'll carry on they'll carry on that is poetic uh for you to 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 bring that uh that truth about gathita uh is i you know i was having sort of a uh it was like a a real dark rainy day and like uh, people were mm. parading by my house today mm -hmm. uh happy mm -hmm. and i was just in a black mood and so i i really appreciate you know that uh what you have brought there uh really really brings some joy to me so i appreciate that i'm glad uh you know i think i think we want it all right as people uh we all we all want to play this part uh but i think it's important for us to remember that we'll carry on uh, I have another question here. Um, now, this is a little outside of what we would typically like to discuss here. Um, okay. But there are some some very important questions here. Um, uh, and, and if anything, I think this maybe helps us highlight a little bit about the differences with this particular Pokemon that, that some people are prone to. I, I won't uh, pontificate any further. I'll just ask the question. But what I really want to know is if it's even acceptable to fight using Gothita in a consensual way because they look so much like small, cute children. So this is, first off, a great question. Great question. Second off, the first time I've ever been asked this question about Gothita. You know, I know we touched on it earlier that some of these humanoid appearing Pokemon, people have these concerns about them. Right, right. For some reason, I have never in my life heard a question like this about Gothita. And I think that's why I wanted to head it off early, right? <clears throat> I wanted yeah. to make sure we talked about this because uh, this is sort of an odd uh, take on a Gothita. You know, Mr. Mime, I get it. All the time. Yep. Yep. Jinx, uh, all the time. Sure. All the time. Uh, and you know, like we talked about Smoochum. Right. Right. I mean, I could even see that, like, sometimes you get this about a manky, right? And they're not even that humanoid. They're, they look like monkeys. Uh, but uh, never about a Gothita. This is, it's so never. wild um, yeah. to, to see so this. I, 
I mean, I guess the, the, the answer right away is of course, uh, if you're, if your culture and your society is the type of society that still partakes in Pokemon battles, um, or if you have a Gothita who is training to become a fighter, you know, I, I mean, it's still a sport. Uh, I think the I think the new safety regulations for the 2020 2021 season, by the way, really really fantastic. The way the you know the the concussion protocols and all of that, I just I think they're trying to you know take it in in a direction that maybe one day uh, it appears more like a dance than a fight. You know, and I think that that is ultimately the the height of the the Pokemon battle culture, right? It still feels really irresponsible to me, but I appreciate where you're coming from in that regard, right? If we're going to make concessions, these are some of the concessions I think absolutely need to be made. Uh, but uh, and you know, I think I it's know. barbaric. Uh, I know, I know, but. You know, I also understand that there's a there's a place for it, and society asks for what it asks for. You're right. Uh, and so, with that in mind, I think a Gothita is a great option. You know, uh, the the nice thing about a Gothita is that because it doesn't deal a lot of physical damage, as long as you stay far enough away with that Gothita it's not going to receive physical damage either. And so, you know, I think, I don't think anyone should have any qualms about fighting a Gothita if, you're, if your Gothita wants to fight. Right, right. Uh, In so, a sanctioned, appropriate, you know, I mean, all the caveats apply, right? Obviously. Right, with as many precautions as you can get in to keep everyone safe and healthy, absolutely, absolutely. Right. And, and really, if you can uh, avoid it, let's just not go that route anymore. I mean, of course. Yeah. Uh, I do have a question here. Uh, as your favorite Pokemon and an obvious role model, how has Gothita influenced your life? Where can I even start? You know, uh, I think some of the things that Gothita has taught me are a, uh, a reliance on the people around it. You know, um, the way, the way the Gothita from the outside appear to keep people at a distance. But once you get into that community, you know, a Gothita is going to be one of your fiercest supporters. And they're the way that they're in touch with their emotions is something that I've always looked up to them for. You know, I can't say that I'm always as, in tune as a gothita can be but you know i try my best uh and it's certainly something that uh when i'm not when i'm not as in touch as i should be uh i remind myself hey wwgd you know what would gothita do here i also think it's important to point out that a lot of people think that uh, uh they see a gothita they see oh a dark psychic pokemon Oh, it's brooding. Like that's all there is to it. But right. but Gothita are so uh deep and they have you know deep and rich personalities. Like it, it would surprise you how many things a Gothita can be into. Uh yeah. and still just you know being a Gothita is just part of its identity. Uh so uh, you know that's one thing I admire as well. 
I'll tell you too. Um, you've seen a goth eat on Friday, right? They sure. are just yeah. in love. And so, you know, I try to make that same excitement happen for myself on Fridays. You know, I tell people I don't care, you know, I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray, and Wednesday too, Thursday, I don't care about you. Friday, I'm in love. That's, you know? uh, I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's, uh, you know, maybe perpetuates some harmful Monday stereotypes. I, I feel like Mondays, people really need to embrace the Monday. They're going to keep happening. You know, you just got to find a way to be happy on Monday. Uh, but, but I hear what you're saying. And, and I think, you know, uh, to, to take that lesson away is, is a beautiful thing as well. Sure. Uh, I got another one here, uh, that, uh, comes in with its forward facing eyes. Is the Gothita a predator? Yes. Great so, question. It is a great question. Uh, and maybe just one people aren't really anticipating, right? This is another thing where we run into a difficult situation with, uh, somewhat vaguely, I guess, humanoid looking Pokemon is the concept of like what they eat, what they hunt, uh, in the wild, you know, isn't really addressed all the time, but yeah, these are forward facing eyes. These are the eyes of a predator, uh, a yeah, true of course. You know, the thing about a Gothita is that it hunts at night, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I mm -hmm. think that's mm -hmm. what, that's what makes people forget sometimes because they might not see it physically uh, doing its hunting, especially because it is a psychic Pokemon. And so it will attack mentally uh, on its victims. And so, you know, uh, there are documented, uh, there are some great documentaries out there uh, that follow Gothita as they hunt. I mean, I've walked up, I've, I've uh, come back into a, like a, uh, went around my house to the back uh, and there's a Gothita uh, draining the life out of a radicate, a whole, sure. like a full size radicate. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it happens, right? They, uh, when they get their prey, uh, usually they can take something quite a bit bigger than them because they are psychic. And um, then they just consume, consume what they need to consume to survive. You know, recently, actually, Anthony, uh, when I was doing research most recently for Gothita, uh, I was out in the field uh, and we were just about to retire to the cabin. And I just, I got this foreboding and like sense of dread and panic. You know, we, I mean, we were out in the woods pretty far from, from other people. We had rented this cabin and it just felt like someone was watching me and I couldn't, you ever feel that like that feeling that you're being hunted, but you can't see where it's coming from and you don't, I don't know it. So we had been studying Gothita for a few days, you know, and we kept seeing them pop up in places we weren't expecting them. And, you know, we would turn around because we thought we heard something and then there would be nothing there. Uh, one night I was washing my face, uh, and I looked up into the mirror and I swear I saw one directly behind me. But then when I turned around, it was gone. Tell I'm me not... more about this. This feels like, uh, uh, this is, this is interesting. I'm not certain, but I think we may have been being hunted as the crew 
doing this research. You know, it's a good thing we had the cameras because we were able to capture it all on film. Let me just say that uh, we weren't able to use any of it. We were, we were so nervous. Our hands were so shaky. Uh, all of the footage just looked crazy from the documentary that we were filming. Uh, a lot of strange shots as we were trying to capture the Gothita behind ourselves. You know, we didn't want to make it obvious that we were filming behind ourselves. So we right, obviously. Talking. You don't want to... Anytime you observe a Pokemon, you're going to, to change its behavior, especially the more mm. observe, observation, like more obvious your observation is. Of course. And so we were talking directly into the camera, you know, like this, hoping to catch something behind us. Like a, like we like, were, so you're holding it, which makes it difficult. Right. And you're, you're, you're yeah, like yeah, trying yeah. to move around in the dark, right? Like that's, that's a hard place to be if you're, uh, you know, trying to. A researcher. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. like a, that's not usable documentary footage. And so we had to throw it all out. Yeah. I, uh, that, that makes sense. I mean, when you wind up with, uh, no one wants to watch, uh, a documentary of, the camera in your face shaking around while you're while you're running around trying to to discover this pokemon stuff so right uh, could you, you imagine know, the motion sickness abandoning that project seems like the right move the right thing to do yeah 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 um, and so we just left the tapes in the woods it was so bad wow yeah that's i mean it's it you hate to lose uh so much uh effort right uh uh to something a project that you clearly loved Right. But I mean, if no one else is going to get any value out of that, it's essentially worthless trash. Yeah. Yeah. And so we just, I mean, we just blatantly ditched the project, you know, we just. Yeah. I mean, that's. Ditch projects happen all the time. Yeah. They just. That's just part of the deal when you're doing this kind of research. I don't think people realize, honestly, how many projects uh, just get ditched. Um, There's a lot. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, It's just part of the job. I feel like we might be uh, going off topic a little bit. Uh, You're right. You're right. Let's try and circle it back here. Uh, let's see. I, I think I've got one more in here. When I'm driving my Gothita around town, uh, am I required to use a certified safety seat or can I just keep tossing it into the back? So this is a great question. It is a great question. Because these bipedal small Pokemon there aren't a lot of great carriers for them out there, you know? And so if you are the owner of a goth theta, it can be hard to find the right equipment. And I think this is true of every Pokemon. You've got to have the right tools for the job. Yes. And so if you're not willing to take your Pokemon, you know, for a walk, maybe, uh, or take them on a double-decker bus or, you know, like uh, public transit options that are around you. I think that, you know, I think maybe it's it's important to remember that the Pokemon don't really like driving in your car. Yeah. Yeah. If at all possible. 
Pokemon primary mode of transportation is going to be a double decker bus. I mean, that is just a fact. Yeah. Uh, and if, well, especially if, a Gothita, you know, having that, yeah. being able to be on that second level um, or right up in front of the mm-hmm. double decker bus, mm-hmm. just like right up in there, you know. That's that, it's think, it's huge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but I think I think this is another one of these points where you want to make sure your Pokemon is safe. There are definitely safe ways of conveyance of a Pokemon, uh, but a Gathita, they're going to kind of take care of themselves, right? They have psychic mm-hmm. powers. They're going to be able to protect themselves in your car if you do just put them in the back. Uh, they're not going to love it, but it'll be fine. Uh, you will probably notice uh, a Gothita in, in the back of your car is likely to turn on that light. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the the little one in the, like, in the back seat there? It, it can be dangerous because they'll just flip switches up front. They'll, uh, they'll yeah. uh, you know, flip levers and pop you out of gear and uh, slam on the brakes. Like, the, you know, they got psychic powers. They're not feeling comfortable. They're just going to reach out for anything in the car. So um, they are, it isn't the safest option. Yeah. Uh, if there's a light, it never goes out with the Gothita. You know what I mean? It's just constantly... The windows going up and down in the back, even after you lock them. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, that, that is, that's just the nature of dealing with a Gothita, I guess. But let's go ahead and wrap this up, Mike. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for being here. It, it was nice to, you know, it's been nice to have you to talk to alongside yeah. some guests, but <clears throat> this was, this just felt like we were, we were back in the old days, right? When sure. uh, I'd call you in at the last minute. Uh, because of some uh, mix-up or another, and and you would just sail in and, and answer questions about Pokemon, and, and I so I very much uh, uh, appreciate your being here in this moment uh, to share this with me. It's so great of you to to be a part of this. I'm I had so much fun tonight, Anthony. Uh, you know, it really. It did kind of feel like the old days, you know, uh, obviously the things around me have changed. Uh, you know, the, the network has been very good to us. Uh, you know, the, uh, the sign on bonus really made a difference, uh, at least, you know, in the decor and everything. Uh, but like mostly it feels almost the same. Sign on uh, bonus. Also, uh, because you know i know things get crazy sometimes i just wanted to call out that next week's episode we will be talking about heracross so get your questions in everybody if uh if you've got questions uh for me the pokedexpert about heracross go ahead and submit them you can use our uh our twitter uh you can tweet us at pokedexpert you can uh, join our Discord, uh, where you can you can ask those questions direct directly to us. We've got a Facebook group. Uh, go ahead and give us a five star review on iTunes while you're at it. You know what? And if you put a question in for Heracross this week, we'll make sure to get to it on the show next week, right, Anthony? Yeah, uh, and you can of course be here on Tuesday twitch.tv slash srsbiz underscore network 9 30 p.m eastern and uh can't wait to find out what guest we've got next week anthony there's a guest next week we have a guest we have a guest 
I'm I'm gonna contact some guests. We've got some guests. Uh I'm so, so excited. Uh, that's, that's coming. That's coming. And, uh, you can also support this show and make things like this even easier by going to patreon.com slash pokedexpert1, uh, and, and supporting the show. Someone will support it. It's going to be, I'm going to do a lot with it when it happens. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, I know I teased it at the very beginning, uh, but patreon.com slash pokedexpert we just put out our November newsletter. Uh, if you become a patron now, you will get all of our newsletters uh, dating back to when we first started the Patreon. Uh, and so feel free to join on up in there, uh, get some of those newsletters, read through them. You know, the folks at the Celios Business Network, they're just really loving the new ones. So uh, I think that's might be the direction that we go in kind of oh, a little oh, bit of that. Okay. Oh yeah, we gotta go. We gotta, we gotta get out of here. Uh, sorry. Uh, Mike, for cutting you oh. off there about that, uh, but it's it's time. Uh, we're at oh, the we're time. at the deadline. Yeah, yeah. Thank you everybody for coming. Well, uh, we will everybody. see you all next week. Uh, yeah, thank you so much to uh, to Mike and David. Uh, yeah, yes. Thank you. Thank you to them. That's great. <laughs> Serious business.